What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 48th episode of The Roundabout, celebrating 15 years of the Xbox 360. My name is Ryan Turford, and this is the show where we're counting down the months to the 15-year anniversary of the Xbox 360 with 50 of the best games to play on the console for both new and experienced owners. We dive into the brief history of each game and talk about what makes them awesome. As always, we'd love your feedback on the show over on Twitter at the Xbox Drive, where you can reach out to me directly anytime at Ryan Turford. On this week's episode, we join Noble Team in Halo Reach, released on September 14th, 2010. With four Halo games under their belt at this point, Bungie's final Halo game was their magnum opus and easily one of the very best first-person shooter games I've ever played. It was the culmination of everything they'd learned from developing the previous games in the series, and from the first moments I had played the online beta over the summer, I knew this game was going to be something special. I mean, hype was building it at an all-time high. I mean, I remember when they first revealed Halo Reach was a game that was coming because it was just very much a nebulous logo with nothing on it, and it wasn't really until the first trailer for the game until I, I kind of grasped what was happening here, and I was like, okay... I'm hyped for this game, and and I had a lot of these talks with my cousin Andrew, um, who was reading a lot of the Halo books at the time, and uh, he was like super excited from the moment they announced Reach, and I was kind of like, hey, we don't really know anything about this game. Why are you so excited about it? And and he kind of told me all about uh, some of the novels, which we're going to get to in a a little bit here. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the hype was at a fever pitch for this game uh, going into it. Uh, Everyone kind of we we basically heard the announcement that Bungie was going to be leaving the series after this game um after Halo Reach came out so uh, we knew going into Halo Reach that this was going to be Bungie's last kick at the can so to speak uh with Halo um and it was a really special moment for for gamers across the Xbox ecosystem because I mean this was a, a franchise that basically started with the original Xbox and at the time was really associated with Xbox as its like flagship product. I mean, it still pretty much is to this day, but we have a lot more contenders in that space uh, with Gears and Ori and a bunch of other experiences. So it really was something special with with Halo Reach. And we're going to get into a a lot more about the game itself in a second. But I feel like at the time, all of us were really bracing for the end of Bungie's uh, tenure on on the Halo franchise. And uh, it was definitely cool to see this game come out and uh, let's talk about it. In case you haven't played it, the story of Halo Reach takes place just before the events of Halo Combat Evolve, as after the first contact with the Covenant, humanity's forces are outclassed and dwindling. You play as Noble Six, a new recruit to the Spartan squad known as Noble Team. During a routine check of a downed communications array on the planet Reach, they discover that the Covenant have invaded the planet. It's up to Noble Team to help find a way to repel the Covenant onslaught on Reach and to survive the experience while doing so. While I personally hadn't read the novels before playing the game, I remember again my cousin Andrew telling me all about them and why he was so hyped that Bungie was tackling The Fall of Reach. The novel The Fall of Reach written by Eric Nyland was about the origins of the Master Chief as well as the Spartan program and it answered a lot of fan questions about many things in the Halo universe. It actually released in 2001 uh, after the first game and it kind of really dove into the mythology. I remember uh, reading about uh, some stories about the novel and how the reason they wanted to put together this novel is they wanted to be basically almost like the Bible of the Halo universe and kind of uh, really dive deep into the mythology that they just didn't have a chance to explain in 
Halo combat evolved. Um, like, for example, why is the Pillar of Autumn just there being chased by the Covenant? And uh, who are, is Master Chief, really? And uh, I thought that that was really interesting. And uh, while Halo Reach is not a direct retelling of the novel itself, many of the events in the novel take place on Reach, and they actually play out throughout the course of the game. But this time, from Noble Team's perspective, rather than from the Chief's perspective, which is actually the perspective you see it from in the novel. The story of Halo Reach is one of its main draws, and I believe it's the series at its finest. Similar to ODST, Reach tells a very different Halo story, one that's more of a struggle of survival against impossible odds versus being the hero that saves the day. In a way, it feels much closer to a war movie rather than a standard action movie, and it feels pretty unique, especially when compared to other Halo games. It has some very memorable moments and some great surprises, including moments that'll definitely hit you in the feels, especially if you're a longtime Halo fan, especially the ending, which shocked me to the core when I first played it, and I still remember the moment that I played it to this day. I mean, it still haunts my memories, that that ending, man. Whew. It's uh, it's some really powerful stuff. I mean, uh, they definitely hit you in the feels with this one, and they kind of uh, bring, burn at some of that nostalgia uh, from even going all the way back to, again, Halo Combat Evolved uh, or Halo 2. And uh, yeah, it's just got a really powerful ending, and, and it's one that I definitely will not spoil here. But if you've played it, you know what I'm talking about. The combat in Halo Reach was the pinnacle of Halo's combat design, in my opinion, and while I will admit that there were some good additions to the combat formula in Halo 4 or 5, I think that Reach's combat still holds the top spot in my opinion. While we didn't get too much in the way of new weaponry, all of our old favorite guns from all the previous titles returned in Reach with some new upgrades. One of the new tweaks that was well welcomed was the return of the original pistol design from Halo Combat Evolved, but this time it's much better balanced and it's not the most OP thing you've ever used. We also got two new additions in the form of the grenade launcher and the concussion rifle, and all in all, the gunplay feels perfectly balanced and fine-tuned. Again, even a lot of the older weapons got like little minor tweaks or adjustments. Again, they didn't need to break what was already fixed, um, but they, for the most part, they gave the, they tweaked all the areas in the way they needed to be tweaked, and honestly, I, the gunplay in this, this game, and Reach in particular, just feels the best it's, it's ever felt in the series. Even if you go back and play these games today, I think that Reach, I think, definitely stands out with the being at the best-feeling game of the games to play. And again, that's just my opinion on it. I mean, oh, other people feel differently, and especially with Halo 4 and 5 being so different from Reach, but Ultimately, I, I, I honestly feel like Bungie just nailed it with this game from top to bottom. In line with the survival theme of the story, Bungie made it a point to focus on increasing the difficulty with some of the game's weaker enemies like grunts. While they're still pretty easy to take out, you'll definitely feel that they are more menacing this time around if you let your guard down, as they'll be able to take you out easily if you do. This design philosophy made its way to the game's legendary difficulty as well, which I think is definitely the hardest in the entire series and will definitely test your team's mettle. Returning from Halo 3 are the Spartan abilities, but unlike their Halo 3 counterparts, they aren't one-time use items, but instead operate on a cooldown per use. These Spartan abilities were pretty useful, and depending on your mission, you'll usually be offered a couple of different options to closer fit your playstyle or the upcoming situation. While these additions are great in the single-player campaign, they're really shown in the game's multiplayer online suite. The ability to use a jetpack or have access to the active camo on a timed cooldown really changed the way the Halo formula worked in a good way, I think, and it made multiplayer matches feel much more fast-paced than in previous games. 
Plus, it gave you the option to turn off these options in multiplayer in case you wanted more of a pure Halo experience. It really worked both ways. As good as the single player was, Bungie really threw everything but the kitchen sink at the game's multiplayer suite. With tons of different modes to choose from, and a more finely tuned version of Firefight, I sunk tons of hours into the game's multiplayer and had a fantastic time with it with me and my friends. So how well does Halo Reach hold up today? On the Xbox 360, the game looks and runs pretty well overall, both frame rate and visual look. More than anything though, out of all the Halo games on Xbox 360, it's definitely the one that I feel holds up the best in the gameplay department as well. While you're not able to jump into the multiplayer on 360, or I mean you can, but there's no one really playing it because they've all moved off of the system, it's also part of the Master Chief Collection, and you can experience the multiplayer in all of its glory in that version of the game. If you're looking to pick up Halo Reach today, it's available digitally on Xbox 360, and it's backwards compatible on Xbox One. It's also part of the Master Chief Collection, like I mentioned, and that's absolutely the place I would recommend playing it, and I've kind of... Uh, going over this beat with all the Halo games that we've featured on the roundabout here, but definitely, again, Halo Reach in particular, you're going to want to play that multiplayer mode because it's fantastic, and the only way to really to do that, unless you've got like a private lobby with some friends on 360, is to play the Master Chief Collection version. Plus, again, after all the bug fixes, uh, I still think, honestly, it's the best way to play any of the Halo games uh, from across the series, whether you're playing it all, the original Xbox ones or uh, any of the 360 ma uh, Halo games. I think they're all fantastic in this collection. Plus, it's on Game Pass, too, so you can't really go wrong either way. That's all for this episode of The Roundabout. You can hit me up on Twitter anytime at Ryan Turford. You can also find the Pantsman himself, Sean Capri, on Twitter at Sean Capri, or us on Twitter at The Xbox Drive. Thank you so much for listening or watching to this episode of The Roundabout, and we out. Bye.